Hello and welcome to Youth Hockey Podcast, episode 12, the one that will probably fill all your dreams and fulfill all of your hockey fantasies. That's that's my guess because we've got number number 12. Yeah, the, it's a great number. Uh, I, I, the number twelve is uh, is uh, how many donuts I buy at Dunkin' Donuts every time I go uh, north. Uh, uh, you know, to to Boston to to watch Krispy my kids play. Cream, hey, not did, do you did you have a fritter by any chance? I have not had a fritter, but I've heard about them. I've heard about oh, the fritters. I really hope fritter. you experience them sometime. Lance, have you had an apple fritter at like? Oh Dunkin'? my God, the apple fritter! I think Kathy's banned them from our house because John and I love those things. Yeah, but you are. know. Here's the thing I love, Randy, about the like if you go to Krispy Kreme and buy an apple fritter, first you get you get a Krispy Kreme in one hand and you can barely feel it. It is so light. Then you get the apple fritter and it's like five pounds. Well, yeah, it's going of, straight to your apple. heart valve that right there, Lance. That's that's <laughs> what I'm that's what I'm worried about with you. Uh, we need you to put down that, get yourself a healthy salad so you'll stay with the youth hockey podcast for a long, long time, my friend. There you go. We care about you. Nutritional like PSA. advice from the we Youth Hockey care Podcast. about you. That's right. Uh, don't go to Tim Hortons. Go to go to a soup plantation. Even though they're now out of business, <laughs> I think they're gone yeah, now. Right? I know they are. They are. COVID killed soup plantation. I still don't know how, but uh, I guess all you know soup plantations decided. Nope. If, uh, yeah, if they're it, shut down, we're done. So sad. I know. Yeah. I love although although plantation. we had a friend who called it um, poop plantation so uh, ah yeah yeah the taco yeah. smell uh, i still loved it. taco bell yeah. taco smell is when uh i mean we were really creative when i was young that was taco taco hell occasionally uh that that was used as well mm-hmm. yeah any anything you have lance for uh for bad uh uh, uh you know monikers for fast food uh let's see here do i, I don't think i do <laughs> <laughs> I, you you did. I know people make fun of my favorite restaurant, Taco Bell. Taco Come Bell, up, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Burger Burger Thing, I believe, is what we called it. <laughs> burger <laughs> Thing, some yeah. sort of uh, material. Uh, they say yeah, it was. Material. We were really advanced in the way we would make fun of our fast food, but we always ate there. I mean, you know, so it didn't. It really didn't matter how much we decided to like mock the product. We still were spending our money. There. Fast food was was much better back in the seventies and eighties. You it's know what my favorite restaurant really bad was now. in the seventies? Coach, mm-hmm. Pup and Taco. Which one? It was called Pup and Taco. Did you Pup ever hear? Pup and Taco. Of it? No, no, but I, I'm guessing they had hot dogs and tacos. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tater right. tots. You got uh, when when Arby's got rid of potato cakes, the entire world uh, kind of lost a little bit of joy. Yeah, I, I let me tell you something. Uh, when we were the last time I was in Utah, so this is a long. It's just oh, geez, three, four, five years ago now, maybe three, three, four years ago. My kid, I think, was a bantam. <clears throat> we went to an Arby's in Salt Lake City area. It's oh, a good, it, good place to go. It was. If I could have gotten thirty, I mean, we had like we had a roast beef sandwich, and I was, and Connor and I just looked at each other, and we were like, "Oh my god, was that the best roast beef sandwich you've ever had?" And he was like, "Yeah," and uh, you know, we it was like at night or something, and so so you know, it's such a crapshoot now. But uh, but Arby's used to you know used to be pretty consistent. Oh, I still love Arby's. When I was young, I loved Arby's. Yes. Man, Arby's was like uh, it was like the uh, 
I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to say it's like the habit is now, but it was close. You know, the habit is now kind of the, the, the kind of pinnacle of the, you guys, you guys like that hamburger Hamlet or what's it called? The habit, the habit. The habit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Randy, though, it was the Arby sauce that made it. Oh, the yeah. Arby sauce. How can you go? Uh, and the you horseradish. You get like a roast beef sandwich the with the horseradish oh. and the oh, Arby yeah. sauce. You have, and... Your life was, you were set when you had that. I, in fact, I don't feel like podcasting now. I feel like going and finding the nearest Arby's. I'm going to look up on my phone <laughs> where the nearest Arby's is, and I am going there. Oh, There's no. one here in, in LA. I don't, no, one. I don't have time. I, I've There's got one. to stay with you guys. And I've also heard that uh, that Lance has got a very entertaining uh, topic for us this week. So even though and, and it doesn't involve more stories of uh, fast roast food, beef, I'm not going to. I'm going to hand this off to Lance. Well, I was going to say, what a great transition because I wanted to talk about Randy's favorite topic, which was post game snacks, right, Randy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Okay, uh, thank you all for old. listening. That, please email us at youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com and see if we can get oh, Lance funny. to get off Listen, the snacks. Uh, okay, uh, Randy, here. have you heard of the rule of three? I know you have because you're a runner. I have. I haven't. And uh, so, you know, the rule of three. Um, uh, you know, Lance, you're in the entertainment business. You've heard of the rule of three. Lance is pioneering the rule of, of seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, well he's done, up to 74 coach. times now. Well, that we have referenced you are absolutely the, right. the rule episode. of 726. Oh, man. That is I love excellent. that because the very thought of it gives Randy just oh, like chills. Excellent. No, the coach just the coach just won the internet for me for today. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember that for a while. Oh, that's excellent, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's anyway. here's my topic yeah. my topic is and i would i can tell you at some point how it related to our family and what our experience was but here's the topic. okay so you're 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 starting the season you've got all these high expectations the team is expected to go far and then there's one kid on the team maybe your kid and he's the outcast he just doesn't fit in, isn't included, sits alone in the corner, uh, getting dressed for practice after practice. And I guess my question is, based on the experience we had, is, okay, who's who is responsible for that situation, or at least trying to address it and resolve it? Is it the team's responsibility, the player's responsibility, parents' Who is responsible? First off, Lance, Lance, that's a great topic. Every every team that we've been on ha has had uh, that either one kid or that small clique that uh, you just don't know how to bring them into the fold or or whatever. I mean, I, I think that's a great topic. Nicely done. Uh, I was making fun of your snacks thing. I'm now 100% <laughs> behind you. Yeah, I apologize. Well, should I tell you the story that we had? Or sure. Do we want whatever. No, I, I'm just saying it's a good topic. Sure. I, think, I think most uh, teams... Uh, you know, I think most teams go through exactly what you're talking about. So it's good to bring it up. Okay. Cause, cause here's the, I would say now my own personal opinion, but this is the exact wrong way to handle it, which is the way our team tried to handle it was, you know, my kids were brought in and was, but by the coach was talked to about the situation and, and this person and, you know, we're only as good as our weakest link. And it basically culminated with, like, you must be his friend. And, you know, my wife and I as parents are like, well, wait a minute, no. My, my kid, 
doesn't must have to be his friend. You know what I mean? If it works, it works. You can't like, how do you force my son to, to buddy up to him, invite him to his birthday party? You know, I just didn't think that was the correct resolution was just demand the other 15 players have to embrace this kid when, when it just wasn't, the chemistry wasn't there and it just wasn't working, but I don't know what's, what's the solution. And is he right? Is is that person going to be the demise of the whole season because he doesn't fit in, and now there's kind of a riff in the locker room? I didn't say demise, uh, uh, Lance. I just think it certainly be a focus of the season. When somebody is that far outcast, uh, he he makes you know he's definitely a focus of a lot of people's attention at that point. Uh, I don't think that'll ruin things necessarily, but I do think uh, uh, you know it, it's. It's something that's not hockey that everyone's going to have to focus on, and that can be a problem. I, but I, I don't think that necessarily having a, a kid that doesn't fit in automatically, you know, does something terrible to the team. I just think it, it, it certainly does. It, 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 it presents a challenge, and uh, how you manage that challenge, just like you're talking about, I think says a lot about the team, and uh, may, uh, may uh, uh, help the team uh, either pull together. Or uh, it, it may not. So anyway, that, that's just my Well, let me ask you, and I guess the coach can answer this if he wants, is that I guess – so so we're in this situation. You know, it's October. You've played like four games. You're 4-0. and oh. Do you just let the – do you just let it play out and see what happens? Or do you actually – See, Lance, we play, we play on, you know, we've not played on your teams that are always four and oh when they're in October. <laughs> Usually, Raleigh and I played on uh, our kids are on teams that are two and two or one and three. But please, please go on. Thank you for, for putting that out there uh, for all the hockey people to hear your hubris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's our friend in Sweden? He'll, uh, he'll like their Switzerland. <laughs> he'll like hey, the listen, fact that you didn't know if Lance really wanted to flex he would have he would also talked about the um the gold differential you know yeah, no, no, you're beating the shit out of everybody gold 10 goals a game pouring <laughs> them in and there's one kid that isn't really cool what do you do? You know <laughs> exactly <laughs> but do you actively try to address it or do you just let it let it lie because I just thought of another one. I forgot. Because I, re- I remember one of our Bears teams had that situation. And I think the thought process was just let it let it play out. You know, coaches aren't going to get involved. No one's going to get involved. It, it'll be what it'll be. And unfortunately, in that situation, by the time Thanksgiving came around, it was just clear that there was only one resolution in their minds. And they cut them from the team at Thanksgiving. Well, that... Uh, I. I mean, I, I think you were on uh, a couple of teams there that it was pretty uh, mercenary in terms of what the team's agenda was, a coaching agenda. I, I will say, um, like, I, I, I mean, if you're asking, I, it, it's it, whatever the dynamic might be and whatever the coach wants to see happen falls, in, in my opinion, under the purview of the coach. And I also think, like, uh, you know, for sports, a team is a team. And so there's decorum and, and there's uh, standards for being a good teammate. But I've never looked at team sports as, well, not only are you a team, but you guys also all have to be best buddies for the rest of your life. It just doesn't work out that way. I mean, right. kids, uh, different 
type of kids like other kids and, you know, that become friends with them or not. And, uh, but at the end of the season, it's a lot of times everybody goes their own way because people are onto the next team or onto a different, you know, uh, thing. So uh, I think it's kind of wild that you were, you had experiences where, you know, people were like, well, we've got to make these kids all best friends. Like that's wacky to me. I, I would, I totally am. Can you imagine that being applied to the parents? We're like, okay, parents, you all have to be really good friends. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's, oh, that's, that's sort of expectation. Ooh, that's got about a 2% chance of working with an 89 or a 98% chance of not working. Now, do you, Sorry. Do you Andy, think, close like, your eyes. Back? Yeah, I'm closing my eyes. And think of doctor, not a doctor. And oh, the I love that family. guy. I love that guy. Why would I not be friends with him? He was fantastic. <laughs> He, he made many friends. He did. Uh, he, he did. So, you know. What were you going to uh, say, Coach? Well, I, I was just going to say, uh, I'm I, like looking back upon it, uh, Randy, do you, the year uh, we, we had a good uh, stretch there where our kids played on the same team for a bunch of years together. And uh, do you think that uh, there was some people that sort of didn't enjoy the fact that we knew each other for a while and sort of, uh, seem to hang out and uh, watch the games together and this type of thing and uh, kept our own counsel in that way. Uh, what did, did, did that uh, cause resentment uh, amongst some people and, and uh, friction in your opinion, or did you sort of feel like, I think, I think a hockey parent in general is a, is a friction seeking device. You know, they're yeah. looking for something to piss them off at all times. So it doesn't there, were, there was definitely some teams where there were some what... parents that just yeah. came in and they just seemed very angry. <laughs> they are so ready to be pissed off at something. Yeah. Literally. You and this whole like, season went wild. Here, let like, me get you this beer. <laughs> uh, let, hey, welcome to the welcome to the Flyers. Let me get you this beer. Is this a what, light beer? And you'd be like, yeah, but I'm sorry. How presumptuous just, of you. I bought it for me. I bought it for I've me. Been... I was just handing it to you. I don't blue handed. I'm a pale you know, ale person. Like, yeah, no, the, the, the people that, uh, that you're talking about, usually, you know, uh, usually people are upset when, when, um, when they think that, uh, that, that you, that you, you know, like you have some ownership over the team or you feel like your kid is doing better on the team than their kid is. And I think when, when you've been there for a few years, uh, you kind of have, uh, sometimes relationships with the coaches and all that kind of stuff. So people come in ready right, to be right. pissed at you. You know, they're just like, okay, that guy thinks he's all that. Uh, not, not of course the, she's all that movie reference from the uh, early 2000s. Uh, a, a quality but, film. Oh, but, a quality film. I mean, that girl, to, that girl was so ugly until she took off those glasses. Oh, and then right. she was all that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing to me. It was. Uh, it was a girl a tra- that's they always get these movies with the very oh. very pretty girls, yeah. Yeah, and then Jennifer, they just put a Jennifer pair of glasses on them. Who would have thought that a, <laughs> that a that a tiny waisted girl with a beautiful face and huge breasts was going to be popular? Who would have thought? I was shocked. She's wearing glasses. Shocked. I mean, my yeah, God, she's wearing glasses. See? She her hair was up in some kind of bun. I didn't see it, and then. Then suddenly I did. Right. And then, anyway, I just think that the Clark Kent, his glasses, no well, one. Those glasses, somehow. That, 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 that hidden uh, agenda, that hidden identity thing is is obviously something that we don't understand. But gentlemen, no, I, I think you are absolutely right, David. I think that um, that that people are um, that people are do get upset at you for uh, 
for being uh, uh, in a situation where you're more comfortable than they are. Uh, they sense it. And uh, I think they, they get a little upset at you. But if they didn't get upset at that, I, I honestly think they'd get upset at like, you know, what color socks you wear or, you know, what how you part your hair. There's there's a, a very few people uh, have the the charm and the charisma to walk into a hockey team and and actually be liked. Um, it, it's just very hard. Uh, these are n- these, you know, you're not in a pool of of uh, kittens. You're you're in a you're in a pool of piranhas uh, most of the time, and and people just just don't want. Sometimes people would rather you be unhappy than they were happy. I've seen people where they're like, <laughs> man, I would re-, you know, like they just want something bad to happen to to like your team. I, I right. honestly, I, I I I've seen it with with people that have left the club, and they're I've seen them like you know just cross like oh my god, I just hope. That, that that team, you know, falls apart and does a terrible job. They would <laughs> rather have that happen than they would their own success. Uh, and right. if you ever notice that in yourself, I ask you to call the uh, the uh, the hockey crisis okay. line. That's uh, youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. Lance will will uh, will counsel Lance you down. Lance, exactly. Lance will talk but, you down. I, I, I did want to bring it back to Lance's point, which I guess is like, look, if parents can't even get along, yeah, how the heck? What what chance is that that the kids and 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 then conversely, well, there's every possibility that the you know two kids whose parents won't even speak to each other end up being best pals. It happens all the time. So oh, exactly at the end well, of the how day, about this coach, if if, you a know, kid, if well you know Lance, uh, if one kid is just right. such a maroon and so problematic <laughs> and and such a uh, you know, and, and just cannot cannot make a friend on the team or, or engender any kind of good feelings about it, then uh, how are you going to fix that? I, I don't right. you know. Well, here's, it, here's something that Randy could speak to, though, because, you know, he, he has stated many a time about how lucky they are because in the women's hockey group, it's like they all hold hands. They love each other. There's never any drama in women's hockey like there is in boys' hockey, right, Randy? Mm-hmm. Just met an assistant coach uh, uh, for one of the teams that uh, th- that we went through, uh, uh, and uh, she went through the entire roster talking about how terrible human beings every was one was on that team. It's like <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I thought I thought girls were nicer to each other, but no. This uh, this girl explained it to me. She was like, "No, this is a yeah. sixteen midget team. Let me tell you about her." I'm yeah, like, I've heard. Damn. I've heard uh, some yeah. conversations. Yeah, I can't. Around the I rink can't, amongst some fourteen-year-old yeah. young girls. women. Oh, the girls were. Oh the, boy, were they all getting oh, at each other? Once the claw, <laughs> claws come out, there is not a, a lot of love. I will say that uh, the team that uh, that my daughter's on this year. Uh, has seemed to uh, kind of get beyond that. They, she really likes these girls, uh, and and that is not even like uh, me fluffing up the uh, the situation or, or you know doing putting icing on the cake. She really does. Uh, she she really likes these girls. So um, every once in a while, I think the chemistry uh, is like that. Um, but I've heard I've heard like as you go on with girls, it's very hard to find that. So I'm 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 very grateful. Well, there's there's. Uh... There's plenty of boys teams that at least at least during the season are very supportive of each other. And I think it's a good model and I, I think it's 
what I've seen in many circumstances. And then I've seen teams where people were at best ambivalent uh, all the way down to uh, downright hostile amongst other people. My kid was on the, my kid was on a team where two players got in a fight and one kid knocked the other kid's tooth out. So uh, you know, it and in Boston that that wouldn't be a penalty, by the way. <laughs> no, not be, no, actually, remember, that would be a penalty. If you remember last the week, one thing was when the, the callback when the fisticuff, uh, uh, the the you know when things get when helmets get pulled off and stuff like that. That that's that's when they actually will call a penalty because they have to. It's in the book. They're like, oh, it's in the book. I can't. I don't, know, I, I, I don't think it's a penalty. They don't read a lot in Boston. But once that's you pull a guy's helmet off and you take your fists and you start uh, swinging them in their into their face. Uh, I got to call you. So sorry. But you said that it was two players on the same team, right? Yeah. No, this was just in a practice. Like they, they got mad at each other. And, uh, and how did I mean, it, I mean, it happens. That? I'm not saying the kids don't get mad at each other. Uh, at practices, it, it, it stuff happens. You know, people get on each other's nerves. Usually. Uh, oh, and you remember that one uh, recording of the uh, youth hockey podcast where uh, where where coach and Lance went at it tooth and nail. Uh, you might not have known this, guys, but we actually record in a single booth. Uh, and there was a time, man, uh, uh, Lance and, and Dave just went at it. I, didn't I just didn't either. realize it was like a cage match. The, that yeah. he had the uh, kickboxing background. <laughs> See, that was my mistake because when that was I was not episode. prepared for that round at house. Uh, oh, nobody that, was, by the way, if you could see this on, on YouTube, we'll put it up after the show. I mean, I but didn't remember this for at least two seasons, yeah, but then, no. uh, fortunately, uh, you know, it, uh, Raleigh, went my memory into, did come back. Yeah, Raleigh went into concussion <laughs> protocol for two weeks, but uh, strangely enough, none of the fans noticed that either of you are, uh, you know, in concussion or not. Well, I didn't remember. Said, oh, you know, I was same. not unconscious. Yeah, so. uh, <laughs> podcast seems about the same. Uh, two of us were in uh, concussion protocol, and the podcast neither improved nor significantly. <laughs> Randy <laughs> just kept talking. No yeah, one noticed. Exactly, just kept right? going. Just kept going. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, I have a question, Randy. Please. Yeah, it's your topic. So, you know, you you, you have the floor. Well, well, as we were talking, it kind of, we kind of touched on it for a second. And so my question is this. So if you're coaching your daughter, she's going into uh, a team in the next couple of years that's got a huge reputation and there's a lot of big egos and a lot of attention. What, what advice do you give her? What how do you define what makes a good teammate so that she can go in and be a good teammate and be welcomed into the fold quickly? Well, Lance, that's a great question. I'd like to answer it. Uh, something I learned actually from a movie, you pick the biggest girl on the yard, you go up, you sock them right in the mouth on the first day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just usually for prison, but, uh, but I'm not kidding you prison uh, 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 relationships and team relationships. I don't think are that far off. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I would tell her, you know, get a roll of quarters, uh, nickels if you're if you're poor, uh, put them inside your hand, wrap them as on hard as you can, take the biggest roundhouse you can at the at the uh, meanest looking girl on the team, and you know s- see where that goes. <laughs> okay, how about this question then? You want an honest That's... answer? You're gonna get an yeah. honest answer too. Uh, it it really is about your your son or daughter. I, I I don't think you can tell them what to do, like and be like act like this. You just have to hope that you've created a, a little uh, person who who can handle themselves in social situations. I don't think you can fake your way through um, uh, relationships on in a team chemistry situation. Uh, you know, you will be exposed. But if you're authentic and you're a nice person and people 
see that and they see that you really care about the team and you really want to win, uh, it's hard not to like those people. I mean, you know, I, I've seen that. But, what you know, when I see that on a team, uh, I like it. I look at a kid that's trying his ass off and 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 really looks like a decent human being. And, you know, from the stands, I, I've I've grown fond of certain kids just because of that. I think uh, I think it works the same way in the locker room as well. If they have those characteristics and they and they they don't have a lot of ego, don't have a lot of pride, uh, uh, I think you can you can go pretty far. Uh, but it, it's not immediate. I don't think it, you know, like because there's there's like you know every time a new person's added to the group, I think there's an adjustment phase. So you know you can't expect like oh I just met uh, Charlie, she's my best friend forever. That usually doesn't happen. Usually it's I just met Charlie. Oh my god. You should hear the kind of things she talks about. And then like six weeks later, it's like, <laughs> Charlie, oh boy, you should hear the kind of things she talks about. You know, it, it just takes time. Well, you know, here's the injustice too. You ready? Yeah. Because I've seen this over and over. And you guys tell me if you've seen this. It's it's the it's the middle of the road or kind of the lower guy on the depth chart or girl that seems to always have to work, you know, I mean, work for it and earn the respect and earn th those friendships. You know, you get, I've seen it over and over. You get the kid, he comes in in the first game, he scores four goals and instantly he's everybody's best friend. Yeah. yeah well, that, there's that version too. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Especially at the, at the younger ages, it seems to be a little more, you know, of this. Yeah, um, you know, it, wants to win. different different oh, ages. There's different phases, and and you know whether or not people are at each other's throats, or whether somebody's just randomly going to punch somebody in the face in the locker room. Uh, you know, I that that was a common thing in you know maybe U10 to U12, and then as they get older, maybe there's more psychological warfare going on and and clicky stuff and stuff that's uh, a lot more subtle. Um, but eventually I think when you get to be, <clears throat> hopefully by, you know, end of Bantam to midget, that stuff's all right. sort of done. You, you know, know what, Coach, do you remember our team? Yeah. Coach's son and the uh, goalie boy where they were best buds, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you know, it's, it's a funny story, uh, that, um, <clears throat> that that there was you know that's an example of a kid that got picked on a lot and then he thought well who can i pick on well let me pick on the the youngest kid well it's not a good idea to pick on the youngest kid when that kid's much bigger than you are so when you say a lot of crap to somebody even if they're younger than you eventually you see what he didn't realize is my kid grew up with an older sister that was pretty tough on him and didn't have a lot of time on him and he has a very thick skin and so you know he took uh, as much as he was willing to take, and then eventually it's going to be uh, time to to pay the piper. And so, uh, in the end of a practice, uh, I guess my son just decided to have it out and decided to. Um... And the goalie had it coming to him too. But... Oh yeah, he did. And then, and then, the, of course, the funny thing about it is <clears throat> they both were, um, you know, given supposedly equivalent. Uh, um, punishments. punishments yeah but the goalie was the only goalie we had so his punishment was uh abbreviated quite quickly because the coach was like well that's the only we only have one goalie like we need that kid so um my kid ended up uh, having to suffer the full brunt of the uh 
right he, yeah, he, even, had to, he even had to like miss a game or something over this but he couldn't have the goalie miss a game because we would have had to forfeit so right. uh, but anyway yeah uh, oh good times good times exactly. but that, you know well, there's another question for you is yeah. uh i you know because in the how many years has it been for like 14 years of hockey i've seen my share of parents getting into uh altercations i guess i'll call it fights altercations amongst the other team's parents but i can't remember have either of you seen i don't remember an actual altercation between parents within our team itself oh lance i've got to stop you there that's next week's topic <laughs> no that's Isn't my it? topic for next week yeah so uh, oh, uh, you're gonna have you're right. gonna have to you're gonna have to cut that one off right at the knees, my friend. So people right, will be, uh, will be coming back next week to hear yeah, this. Next week, I promise oh, you. Oh, we're leaving them with the a cliffhanger. Yeah, I got Love to. It. I got to. A teaser. Well, thank you all for listening to the Youth Hockey Podcast, and uh, we here at the Youth Hockey Podcast would like to uh, thank you all for spending a little bit of time with us and giving us your ear. Uh, and hopefully we're giving back to you uh, something that you can value and that you can uh, maybe experience and, and have a better uh, um, um, hockey season with, with, your, with your young child going through all of these levels and all of these turbulations and, and trials that you go through as hockey progresses from might to uh, midgets to NCAA. So I, 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 all I'm saying is, it's uh, it's a privilege to be able to do this. We really thank you for for listening, and uh, we hope that uh, we're making your journey a little bit more pleasant and a little bit more easy. Uh, so, from the coach, uh, from Lance, and from myself, uh, thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the web page below. <laughs>